0: Welcome into Petty Page and the Cold Taker. I'm your host, Paige Demacos, here with Fred Siegel. Fred, it's Friday. We're excited. College football is so close. Uh, And we're starting off with a college football story that's not so great, but we do have some excitement because we're both big college football fans and we're real close. We're real close to real football.
1: Yeah, I think college football is my favorite. I am a college football freak, so I watch college football and pay attention to it more than any sport, and I know the most about college football. I grew up on college football, and um, everything else is, is kind of ancillary to me, but since I started running my account, I've been watching other sports significantly yeah. more, but college football has always been my thing.
0: Yeah, you guys should check out the article uh on Fred's Twitter feed, you can read and see more about Fred, uh, so you know the man behind old takes exposed. You can see a little bit more about that, which is good good stuff, and uh, maybe it'll maybe you'll realize you're like talking to an actual person when you're tweeting at old takes exposed uh, <laughs> so we're starting off with we have discussed on this podcast quite a few times athlete coaches excuses for various things that happen right. Mm-hmm. I, and we have come up there are some epic ones right i mean from from little stuff to big stuff there's the very insignificant like i accidentally liked that photo which we all know is not true okay so we have stuff like that we have excuses like that and then we have big time excuses okay big time excuses and that's the one we're talking about today that is the urban meyer story um which everybody's familiar with, I don't want to dive too much into the details. Listen, if you want to know how I feel, it's pretty clear on my Twitter feed, so I don't think I need to get into anything more than that. I just want to know from your perspective, Fred, where does this fall on the worst excuses given by an athlete and a coach? And I'm specifically talking about the memory loss type of scenario that they're talking about in him at the Big Ten media days and not remembering or being prepared. Where does this... Where does this excuse specifically lay for you
1: uh it's it's high but it's 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 actually one of these excuses that it's kind of yeah, it, it's it's almost unbelievable that but it's also got some sort of basis in uh truth in the sense that he does take medicine and he did have a surgery for his brain cyst back in uh, 2014, yep. but it's so, it's not that believable that, uh, he, he, there's some, there are certain things. I mean, it just seems like it's too big of a net to use to capture all the things that he did not remember. Yeah. And, the people defending it, what, what gets what gets me is that, okay, investigators learn that he has sometimes had significant memory issues in other situations where he had prior extensive knowledge of events. He is, also has periodically taken medicine that can negatively impair his memory concentration and focus. It's so vague. But in doing so, there are Ohio State fans and others alike who are defending this and 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 holding it credible for this particular incident or for this particular part of the investigation and he in doing so they are essentially saying that he should have remembered all these things so it's kind of a double-edged sword
0: yeah here's my thing so if you're going to use that if 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 urban meyer does have such horrible memory loss Okay, that I'm to believe, that I am to believe that he forgot everything that has happened since 2013. Very specific things. And, and his wife, okay? So you're telling me that I should also believe that his wife, he forgot the communication between he and his wife. Because I'm going to assume that because of all the text messages that I read between Shelly and Courtney Smith, that either, there was some communication there. And maybe there wasn't. If his memory loss is that bad, how in the hell can we expect him to coach a football team yeah. and be the well, highest paid state employee in the state of Ohio? Please stop. Please well, stop.
1: well, here's the—that's the beauty of his of whatever it said in the report. It says that it, certain periodically, yeah. in other situations. So he doesn't have a worse memory. It only happens sometimes. May have happened in certain situations here. Yeah. It's so cagey. And I think that I think that the report it, the report itself is creates an atmosphere of like such caginess. Uh, such clear uh, you know, It's just obvious that not everything is there. Yeah. Um, so but it's hard
0: for me, it's hard for me to know that an investigation was done by the own university whose best interests has Urban Meyer staying the head football coach. You know what I'm saying? It, it, well, it doesn't. That that's that's where that's where I'm like,
1: yeah. well, here's the thing. It's just, there's no smoking gun anywhere here. There, all there is 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 albeit some very implausible ways to explain away. Well, you have a 38 million dollar uh, left on his contract that he would receive all of it. If he was fired um, without cause, if he was fired for cause, he would he would challenge it. It's with no smoking gun and the ability to um, the ability for, you know, to dig much deeper into what's going on.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, And so right now you're not really there's so many people that can be from a defense perspective urban meyers defense perspective if he was to come in and or from a plaintiff's perspective to um to challenges there's a lot of there right now there's nothing from his side to challenge any of the things that are brought out yeah so if with those challenges it would even be murkier um there's no smoking gun thus it's hard to um with the buyout it's hard to to really just cut ties with him with that in mind. So it's, it's a much different situation than just looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. Uh, but, but I mean, that's just the way it is. It, it it's a, it has a lot to do with the fact that coaches are given such big buyouts in college football.
0: For sure. For sure. That's, I love talking to you from this. Cause it, for those of you that don't know, Fred, in his previous life, was a lawyer, okay? <laughs> so he he's it's it's much more practical at talking with you than it is talking because you're not speaking off of emotion. You're talking from a practical mm-hmm. standpoint. Right. There's still no smoking.
1: There's still no smoking gun, and there's still no evidence of direct evidence yep. of abuse. Yeah. There's all there is is there's there's photos taken yep. by, uh, Courtney, but there's. There's no direct evidence right no. now. The closest, a, that, the closest yeah. thing that
0: we have to that evidence is those text messages those between text Courtney messages. And, and, and Zach Smith where she says, you strangled me, and he admits in that text message to strangling her. He responds, right. yes, I did, or something along those lines. That is That is that is the closest piece of evidence that we have to this happening. But, before, but I, I want to get to this point, Fred. I just want to know from your perspective is this the last we've heard of this Urban Meyer saga or is this going to continue throughout this football season?
1: I think it's going to continue throughout the football season in the sense of people are going to make fun of him. Uh, if you go to game day and a game day is at Ohio State or Ohio State's playing a team in game there's going to be amazing signs. Oh yeah. But I think um, winning and I think the season Unless something new comes out, the season is going to take over. It always does. Yeah. And um, people are going to have to start covering the games and others. I'm interested in things like if they lose to TCU but then go undefeated the rest of the season or have two losses but win the Big Ten, um, are people going to use that as an excuse part of the –
0: Yes. the playoff committee going to yes. say, oh, well, they didn't
1: have urban. 100 TCU game. And they're going to, yeah, I'm, all, but...
0: I'm already, predict- I'm already predicting it. They're <laughs> going to go, they're going to lose on the road at TCU. They're going to win every other game. They're going to win the big 10 and there's going to be a Washington team in the pac 12. Okay. That loses one football game on the road. Maybe let's say it's the Auburn game towards the beginning of the season. And they're going to go undefeated and win the pack 12 and both teams are going to have very similar resumes and the, And the committee is going to justify to us that they (laughs) chose Ohio State because Urban Meyer wasn't coaching in the game. Well, or or it
1: could work against him, or they could pick Washington because to prove that they weren't using it. But that we, it'll be, it'll seep into their brains when they're making the decision. So it's a, it's, it's, yeah, they're human. Yeah, the the human factor. The The human
0: factor factor. is there, and it's this is going to be an interesting college football season for a lot of reasons. This storyline, I have a feeling now that we are going to get more details throughout the season because now, oh. now that we've already received so much, it seems like now TMZ and Deadspin and all these, these teams that are, they know how big of a story this is. And if they can get something, right? A text, something, right? they're gonna they're gonna try and they're gonna try and find it
1: well i mean the 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 reporter brett mcmurphy is willing to post anything i think when he posted that stuff about zach smith in the uh um about zach smith about you know pictures of the white house and things oh, like that yeah, yeah. but he it, some of that stuff doesn't really have anything to do with this investigation i i would i would the fact that zach smith was sleeping with the secretary would go to urban's uh ability to look away at certain things if he knew about it. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's not good. Like that's not something you, 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 you want to have in your office. No. So, um, so, I mean, he's had so many different instances where he should have been fired. Obviously this guy was getting a lot of favorable treatment because he's yeah. just a receivers coach, but I don't know how that went to the urban knowing about, because that's really the big story. Urban knowing about the abuse. he, if he did or if he didn't, which is it, it is not,
0: it's hard. factually
1: clear. Yeah, it's, it's only yeah. it's only plausibly clear.
0: Yeah,
1: what you can uh, the 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 suspension doesn't really match up no. with with what they're saying that he did wrong. So the suspension is really kind of a PR thing. But I understand why they were there for all that time because of all the things that were in the report. Some of the people probably objected, and um, to him not receiving any punishment or receiving punishment or, or not being fired. There are certain people who, who there was probably a lot of uh, dissenting opinions.
0: Yeah, for in sure. And Ohio state's a big university, lots of donors, lots of people with a lot of influence, a lot of money. There's a, listen, this, this story is not going to go away. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to get, honestly, I think it's going to become an even bigger story because of, urban not coaching in the first couple of weeks. So if they do lose to TCU on the road, I expect them to win the other two games. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. And I, I wish that it wasn't happening. I wish that this, these storylines in college football would, would not happen, but that's, that's not the reality. Uh, but let's move on. Let's move on to lighter topics. Let's move on to petty page. What do you got for me this week?
1: Okay. Petty page is going to rank the pettiness of any situation that has come out in the past week. We've picked a couple. She has a zero to five ranking scale and um, the ranking scale is very uh, vague. We have no (laughs) idea how it's scored, but it's just, it's a very good scale. It's scientific. Yeah. So here we go. during a uh, recent game between the Chicago dogs Yep and the Sioux City Explorers of the Independent League in Baseball, all right, in the Independent American Association. you got to watch the video. The Dogs manager, Butch Hobson. Now, this guy was a Red Sox, Red, manager of the Boston Red Sox back in the day, maybe in, in the 90s. Um, so he got ejected from the game after arguing with the umpires. And instead of just walking off the field casually or upset, He did a walk off home run trot where he went up to home plate with the bat swung as if he was hitting a home run and ran around the field doing a home run trot and then walked off the field to signify a walk off home run. Um, It's viral. If you haven't seen the video, please do. Uh, Petty Page rank the pettiness of Butch Hobson and his walk-off home run trot after being ejected.
0: Butch gets a five. This was this was so amazing for so many for so many reasons. One, it's the Chicago team, so obviously my bias towards Chicago will show. So I liked it even more because of that. Okay. Two the fact that I am – okay, one, you guys should know this. I love a good manager spat. Like, I cheer as a Cubs fan. I root for Joe Madden to go nuts, and he barely does it because it's just not – it's not as much part of the Major League Baseball that it used to be. Managers used to get tossed all the time. It's much more relaxed than it used to be. So, I love this, when a good, a good manager umpire back and forth. The fact that he walks up to the plate and does with the bat, and does the fake home run, and then trots. uh, not, And the announcers are having a blast with it, because they're like, oh, he keeps going. Because you're like, is he going to stop? Is he just going to stop at first base? No, he's going all the way. This was a minute and a half of pettiness. Like, this wasn't like, oh, I'm going to do one thing. This was like, I am going to stick your nose in it for 90 seconds and watch my old ass trot all the way around the bases. Like, Butch, you are my hero, dude five for sure this was this is an epic pettiness i loved it everything about it i loved every single thing
1: it was so elaborate it was you could tell it's something he's been thinking about for a long time yes
0: creative i'm wondering
1: if he got ejected so he could do it (laughs) you think he told us like before i go before i've had a long career but before i go
0: God, this I is hope, the time. This hope, is the time. I hope that I hope that's it. That's even that makes me this like. This is Hall of Fame
1: the time yes. to do it, and you know, I'm if I'm on my deathbed <laughs> and I haven't done
0: <laughs> the, the Hall of Fame
1: <laughs> the walk off, I'm gonna regret it. Yeah, and I'm gonna regret, and you're gonna you're gonna know I regret it because the fact of the matter is, it's a great opportunity. Yep. And I want to do it. So I Love. think that he he got that done. I think the fact that he almost certainly had thought about doing it.
0: Yep. Love it. Great guy. Big fan. Big fan.
1: Okay. Uh, coming up next is the Detroit Pistons. Actually, let's start by saying it was Kobe Bryant's 40th birthday yesterday.
0: Yes. Happy birthday, Kobe.
1: Happy birthday, Kobe. There was a hashtag Kobe40. And people were celebrating it. The Detroit Pistons posted on their Twitter feed and Instagram feed and all their outlets. Felt like looking back at the 2004 finals today. Hashtag TBT because it was throwback Thursday. And they just posted four pictures of the Pistons doing... Uh, make uh, doing positive things in the photos of the 2004 finals in which they beat the Lakers and won that finals, the Lakers, of course, having Kobe Bryant. That was the last year of Kobe and Shaq. It was clear, petty move to try to overshadow Kobe's birthday. Petty Page, rank the pettiness of the Detroit Pistons' account tweeting out, the 04 finals pictures to overshadow Kobe Bryant's birthday.
0: So, like the idea, like the uh, clearly, clearly planned ahead of time, right? Like, mm-hmm. new, because it had to be a, it had to work. It worked perfectly because it was a Thursday, right? For a throwback Thursday. So, it didn't like, oh, look very strange that they just like randomly did it on another day. Like, they could use the excuse, like, oh, we did this because it's throwback Thursday, right? So, t- timing-wise, turned out well. The reason it's only getting a three out of five is because Kobe Bryant himself has more rings than the entire Detroit Pistons organization. So, trying to overshadow Kobe is never going to happen, Detroit. It was a nice attempt. I like it. It made me chuckle. But three out of five because... At the end of the day, you can't out-petty Kobe because he's got more rings than the whole history of your franchise. So, it's, at the end of the day, Kobe gets the last laugh. And, he, I mean, it's, it's Mamba. It's Kobe. Like, sorry. It'd be like if you're trying to, trying to make fun of Michael, except Michael never lost in the final. So, there's no way to do that. I just needed an excuse to say that out loud so everybody remembers. But, Kobe, I liked it made me laugh, but three out of five. That's my justification. Three
1: out of five. Well wow, that's low score on the Petty Page scale.
0: Low score. Low score because Kobe ultimately has the last laugh. So that's that's why. Uh Fred, it's your turn. It's time for some loaded vaults. Each and every week we discuss things that are happening in sports, whether that's an individual or a team, that Fred is collecting all of the receipts on the takes about said situation. So Fred What are the loaded vaults that Old Takes Exposed has building up right now?
1: Well, I love – I want to say Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. (laughs) The Buffalo Bills quarterback who looks to be the starting quarterback opening day, especially because A.J. McCarron got hurt in preseason. He's out for a month or so. Josh Allen is one of the most polarizing rookie quarterbacks we've seen in a long time. Uh, people love to clown on this kid he's got a yeah. great arm he's never thrown for a high percentage in college or junior college or maybe even high school some people have analyzed his high school statistics he um, has been called trash by Jalen Ramsey which we discussed last week Josh Allen is clowned on any play he throws a bad throw but the also his arm. And his body, which he's like 6'6", six, six, a big dude.
0: Yeah, huge guy.
1: So he has the arm strength and the talent to make great plays. And when he does that, it's amplified by the people who defend him. There are few Josh Allen takes out there that are hey, he's a pretty good player. He'll be good. He'll be decent. It's either this guy's a clown. Why was he drafted above Lamar Jackson? Or Josh Rosen. And he's on the Bills, which makes it even better because yep. the Bills are one of those teams that uh, it's like a black hole, like my Dolphins. Yep. Um, I could I could say off my chest, uh, Fred the Fan, the Dolphins. <laughs> but I've done that before. The Dolphins are the ultimate black hole of, of NFL. When you go to the Dolphins, you get worse. So the Buffalo Bills are, are – Buffalo Bills are one of those teams where you, nothing good can happen anymore. It's been so long since they've made the playoffs. Well, they made the playoffs last year, but it's been so long have they done anything of, of, of importance. And Josh Allen, just the takes there are unbelievable. I he I is. personally I think there's significantly more Josh Allen's going to be as terrible takes than there are oh, if he's going to yeah, be great takes. For sure. And I want Josh Allen to, to just, you know, the sky's the limit. I want his ceiling to be the roof. Oh,
0: yeah. I am rooting for Josh Allen so that we can have all the takes because there are hella takes on Josh Allen not being good. And it makes it that much more to your point about Buffalo. Buffalo hadn't made the playoffs since for like 20 years. And they made the playoffs last season with Tyrod Taylor and then they traded him away. Like it doesn't, like the Tyrod situation in Buffalo is such a strange one because he was playing – he wasn't playing great, but they were still do, in a playoff position last year, and then they benched him. If you remember to play Nathan Peterman, who threw four picks in, like, five minutes, it felt like. It was unbelievable to watch, and then they went back to Tyrod. And it, it's just such a weird situation in Buffalo, but I am, I am rooting for Josh Allen because I want to see all the takes. One, because I, I, I want – I root for players. Like, I want people to be successful – other than anybody in the state of Wisconsin, because I do not want any of your teams to be good, or St. Louis. But if you are Josh Allen, I root for you because, one, because I want him to do well, and two, because I want the takes. Uh, What's your other loaded vault here? I have a feeling I know where this is headed.
1: The Lakers. The Lakers' Lakers takes have been so scattered as to how they're going to do this year. I saw one ESPN guy say they're not going to make the playoffs, which seems a little bit...
0: That's crazy talk.
1: It seems a little bit off, um, uh, but there's some people who say they're going to be fifth uh, in fourth or fifth, which sounds about right to me. I saw that yesterday too, from a lot of people, but there's other others like Stephen a who said that the Lakers are going to be top two, top three in the conference and people who, Use the LeBron factor to determine the fact that they're going to be top two or top three. Yeah. Some people say they're going to make the playoffs and, and you know, get to the Western Conference finals. I haven't seen anybody say that they're going to win the Western Conference.
0: No, but, I think that would be wild.
1: But they're all over the place. My vault is is, is pretty secure. Love it. With Lakers' takes. Yeah, because you
0: got some for everything. For they're every scattered takes.
1: Scenario. They're very secure. Good. I think that the Lakers. Vault is if it was a file folder, there'd be, there'd be different, there'd be like twelve different subfolders, <laughs> and um, you know stacks of paper. Love it. Like it was, Lots. like it was, it, like we were at a, at an office. Yeah,
0: all the takes, all the takes. We got a lot of. I think it's because nobody really knows what to expect, right? Like LeBron's there, but. At the same time, you're talking about a team that was bottom three in the NBA last year and the West is a lot different and there's always been this speculation of like, hey, LeBron always makes it to the finals because the East is bad. What happens now when he's playing in the West? Like, what's going to happen? Like, you're looking at a stacked Rockets team. Does the Mellow curse bring the Rockets down? Is it a, Is it going to be the big bad Warriors and LeBron in a Western Conference Finals battle? Like, I think I think it's been really interesting and and are we going to see lebron blame the teammates again like is that going to happen like he likes them all now but like are we going to get 6 months down the road and he's going to be like Kyle Kuzma sucks and i hate little i hate i hate everybody on the lakers like is that going to happen i don't know it could if they're if they if they're a bottom feeder team if they're not a playoff team lebron is going to be a very unhappy camper but i can't imagine that that team with lebron does not make the playoffs Um, Fred, let's end this with off your chest. I'm going to go first because mine is so ridiculous and honestly disrespectful to the entire city of Chicago that I was so offended yesterday. I almost logged off Twitter for the entire day. I saw Carrie Van Horn, who I know very well. She works here in Phoenix. Uh, she does a lot of food stuff. She always has like different foods, uh, that are being, that are being shown at different, uh, like ballparks across the across the country a lot of teams that they're showcasing certain things she's a great follow on twitter um but i almost blocked her yesterday for this photo of pineapple deep dish pizza so first and foremost people pineapple does not belong on pizza in general that's a sin towards every part of humanity that is good and if you put pineapple on deep dish pizza you're a psychopath that's all i have to say
1: I've never even had deep dish pizza before.
0: Uh, Fred, we're going to change that. I'm gonna, I am going to send you. Are you
1: going to send me a deep dish? I'm going
0: to send the family to your house. I'm going to send you guys some frozen Lumal Nati's pizza. And, how do you – Oh, to You Lumo can Natti, do that? I sure can. I'm going to send it to well, you Well, how guys. do
1: you do it? You put it in an, in an, in an oven? No.
0: Nah. Oh, yeah. You just put it in the oven. I mean, it's not as good as when you have it fresh, but it's still pretty damn good. So, it, so
1: are you, uh, are you one of the bigger advocates of deep dish? Oh is? yeah. Yeah.
0: I grew up in Chicago. Some deep people
1: deep. don't like, yeah, I know. I mean, I've been to Chicago a few times. I don't think I ever had deep dish. I mean, my cousins live there. They live in somewhere um, in Chicago, <laughs> I somewhere. <laughs> they, live in they grew somewhere. up in uh they grew up in um God, I don't remember the name of the city. Glenview. Glenview. Glenview yeah, in the, yeah. North side. Yeah. All right. Yeah. North side. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a great city. So, uh, yeah, so, but I don't think I ever had the deep dish. All right. Never. That.
0: I'm, I'm going to fix that. I'm going yeah, well, so to send pizza to it family. better than it's
1: better than New York?
0: Oh, yeah. It's not close. It's not close. So much better.
1: When you get deep dish, do people order deep dish like like it comes in a box when you go to your uh, – when it comes to your house, you order deep dish like you, we would order Domino's? Yeah. It's or do like you deep, have to yeah. go to the place? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can order it, you can uh, order it at, to your home obviously. Okay. But like, I grew up walking distance from Lou Malnati's. That was like, you know, how some people did like Friday night after football pizza hut. Like that sounds disgusting. Cause on Friday nights I was eating like heaven, which is Lou Malnati's deep dish pizza and, you know, enjoying myself. And I saw this pineapple, disgustingness uh, on my timeline. I would time never line. put
1: pine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want anyone put pineapple.
0: Don't on put. It's gross, man. Like why
1: pine? Why would you put pineapple on something that doesn't? It doesn't complement anything. It's sweet. No. Shouldn't pineapple only be on things that are complement sweet?
0: Let me tell you. This is all you need to know. When asked, when in Italy, okay? When mm-hmm. in Italy, if you ask for pineapple on a pizza, they would spit. In they'll, your kick, face. they'll kick you. kick you out. They will kick your I, ass. Don't
1: anyone you know what else that? Um, if you ask for
0: sauce with the calamari, listen, it's wrong. It's just wrong, yeah. people. You're wrong. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. Stop. Period. End of sentence. Don't ever do it. But especially on deep dish. Don't mess it up, Fred. What are you getting off your chest this week?
1: Okay, so it's it's the season. It's the season. S Z N of pundits picking up, picking teams on this uh, a full schedule of a team's full schedule on the screen on one of those interactive yes. screens yep. on TV. I hate that. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary at all. I think it's just time that you're trying to kill for your show, but it's just, it's so long. It's so boring. And by the end of the season, the teams are totally different. You're picking week 17, you're picking week 16 between the, 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 the Rams and the, um, Bucks, one of those teams is going to be out of the playoff race. You never know if they're even a try. Who's going to be the starting quarterback? It doesn't make any sense. And for second of all, I want to see them. If I want to see if one person does a screen, picking the teams on the screen. If they, if they if if it matches up with another team schedule that they picked, because they're picking games from one team schedule. Like let's say that you're picking all the Bucks games and they're playing the Saints. You pick the Bucks versus Saints in Week Eight. And you say, oh, yeah, yeah, the Bucks will win that game. And then they pick – and then, and then they you do scheduled. the Saints. You say the Saints is going to win that game. Yeah. That doesn't match up. Yeah. I bet you the records wouldn't be uh, – it wouldn't match up to 16 games if you put all the records together based on what you're doing with those screens.
0: That's like Vegas, if, that's like Vegas totals, man. They're, if you add up all the Vegas totals, it's more than the possible amount of wins because – it's a little insider tip – because they know that people are apt to bet on their teams – so it doesn't even add up when you add up all. The I players- want
1: to see. I want to see the ratings of people who turn off the TV when the screen picking comes. I did it the other day. The interactive screens has made people lazy. I yes.
0: Think.
1: Oh yeah, let's go. Let's go pick up the, the most valuable player on each team. So we have an interactive screen, so let's go ahead and we now we have now we can do that. We can <laughs> drag different teams, different areas. <gasps> Oh. It's. Uh, uh, it, it, it's dumb. It, is I what the interac- it is, Fred. It's dumb. the interactive the interactive screen is one of the is one of the curses to uh, punditry.
0: Yeah. Listen, Fred. In all reality, cable TV is dying, and you are at the, this is this problem right here is at the root of it. Stupid. Six, yeah. I don't need six hours of pregame. What the hell are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, the death of, death of
1: interactive screens.
0: Death of interactive screens. No,
1: interactive screens killed it. I, Interactive screens has killed all sports.
0: This podcast when sports is are out that... on. We are out on interactive screens. Officially <laughs> out. The podcast is out on them. We hate them. We don't want them. We're officially out. Out. The podcast. Out, thing. out on screen. We got negative stamps, and we're giving them a negative stamp for interactive screens. Uh, Fred, how can everybody follow you on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the good social medias? Uh, okay.
1: on, on, on Twitter, adult takes exposed. And then on Instagram and Facebook, freezing cold takes. We gotta ramp up those Instagram
0: followers. Yeah, guys, make sure you're following Fred on Instagram. Uh, his Instagram content is great, and it's different than most of what you're seeing on Instagram from everybody else. So, and it differentiates from what he's doing on Twitter. So, you guys definitely got to check that out. And I am at the underscore sports page on with an eye on Twitter and on Instagram. And don't find me on Facebook. That's my final message for everybody. Fred, have a good weekend. We'll be back next week.